The Nashville Predators let two very important points slip through their fingers with last night's loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. On today's Locked On Predators, we're going to take a look at what went wrong in last night's game. We're going to take Roman Yossi's advice and imagine some honest conversations between teammates. And we're going to take a look ahead to see what the Predators must do before Saturday's showdown against the Winnipeg Jets. All that's coming up on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, available to you wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. I'm Ann Kimmel. I am a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com, and I'm usually joined by my partner in crime, Nick Morgan, but Nick is taking the day off today. I'm going to be flying solo, and we're going to spend some time today talking about that painful loss last night to the Chicago Blackhawks. We're going to take a look at what went wrong and what are the Nashville Predators going to do to turn things around in time for tomorrow's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Let's dive into all that good stuff. So the Predators broke their three-game win streak. It ended last night with a 2-1 to loss to the Chicago Blackhawks, which means the Predators gave up. Two points that they really probably wanted to get in hand for this chase to the wild card in a, in a playoff spot. Remember, the Predators have the second hardest schedule from here on through the end of the regular season. So it's going to be a tough climb. And these were two points that we really wanted to see Nashville collect. So how did this all go down in case you missed it? Well, it was not exactly a barn burner by any stretch of the imagination. The game was scoreless through most of the first period. Towards the end of the period, Lucas Reichel was credited with a goal for the Blackhawks with less than a minute to go. I very carefully chose the phrase credited with a goal. We've been through this before. I understand that even that it's your goal, even if you don't shoot the goal. So let's be clear. I understand that. But this is how that goal went down. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more in depth in a minute. But uh, there was a turnover by Dante Fabro at the offensive blue line. He skated hard to try to get back and break up a two on none that was forming in front of UC Soros. Fabro went to make a play on the puck, ended up tangled up with Soros, and the puck then subsequently crossed the goal line and scored for the Blackhawks. Like I said, less than a minute to go in the first period. Second period, both teams kind of struggled to get much going. And then another turnover in the third period, this time by Roman Yossi. Behind the net and the defensive zone resulted in the Blackhawks getting their second goal. Yossi did score with less than a minute to go in the game, but Nashville just ran out of time to tie things up. Ended up losing this game 2-1 to one and saying goodbye to a potential two points they really wanted to get. 
Nick and I always like to recap games by giving you our one word to describe this game. My one word actually came to me as I was watching this game, if that gives you any idea if you didn't see the game of what you've missed. And my one word is, it's that bad dream. When I'm talking about that bad dream, I'm not actually talking about a nightmare with knives or clowns or, you know, vampires or anything scary like that. But I'm talking about a very specific dream, and I think it's one that's probably pretty common. It probably means something subconsciously, so maybe I'm revealing too much about myself. But like I said, I think it's common, and so we're going to go ahead with it. And it is that dream I think we've all had where you are running as hard as you can and you're either trying to get to something that's really, really important or you're trying to get away from something. But no matter how hard you're trying to make it, you just end up moving in really slow motion. Sitting there watching the game last night, it really felt like the Nashville Predators were having that bad dream. They looked sort of trapped in that. They knew what they wanted to do. They knew what they needed to do, but their execution just wasn't there. It was like slow motion, high angst hockey. And in, it was a team that instead of kind of running in place was really skating in place through 60 minutes. So team dropped this game two to one. We did get to hear from Captain Roman Yossi after the game and kind of hear from him what his thoughts were on the team's performance. And then how do you go from this disappointing loss against the Chicago Blackhawks to turning it around and being ready to take on the Winnipeg Jets? Roman Yossi talked about that after the game. Definitely. I mean, um, especially this time of the year, I think um, win or lose, you can't get can't too high or, or too low. And um, we've been playing some really good hockey. We've we've um, we've won a lot of games recently, and um, obviously we all know tonight wasn't our best. But um, Chicago's been playing really well lately too, and um, every team is tough. So um, we we obviously got to be honest with each other. We we got to play better than what we did tonight. But um, yeah, we got to turn the page pretty quick and, and focus on Saturday. So I love a couple of things that Roman Yossi said in that clip. The first thing he said is, look, we've been playing some really good hockey lately. And let's remember that this Nashville Predators team, for as disappointing as this loss is, this team has been playing some pretty good hockey against some pretty good teams. This game, definitely a setback, not meeting expectations. But the Predators overall have been doing well, considering what they've been through and what this roster looks like. The other thing he said that I thought was really important is he mentioned Chicago has been playing really good hockey. And I don't want to take anything away from them because, look, Nashville did not play up to par. This is definitely a, a Nashville team that needs to make adjustments, that needs to improve, that needs to do things better. Execution has to be better. But also, this is a Chicago Blackhawks team that while their record is below 500 and not great, they have put together some decent looking wins lately. Remember, they just beat the Boston Bruins on Tuesday. This was probably not their best game either. I thought Alex Daylock had a pretty good game, although he reminds me a little bit of Yaroslav Askarov, kind of a roamer, kind of a net-minding roamer. So that made for some interesting watching. But I definitely think we got to give a little bit of credit to Chicago because while in everybody's mind, these are an easy, 
quote unquote easy in the NHL, two points. This is also a Chicago team that's doing some things well. So credit to them. We are going to talk about what the Nashville Predators have to do. And Roman Yossi said something very interesting in passing. He talked about have some honest conversations in the locker room. So coming up, I'm going to imagine three honest conversations that I hope take place in the Predators locker room ahead of the game against the Winnipeg Jets. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a minute. First, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at FanDuel. Look, it is not just getting into the meat of the season for the NHL. It is also the midway point of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app. It is America's number one sports book because new customers are going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You can just go and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. This app is safe, it is secure, and it is super easy to use. Then you can go ahead and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three points drained. You have a favorite player, Put a bet on how many assists or points they're going to have. They also have bets, especially for three-point shots as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So the Nashville Predators lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. After the game, Roman Yossi talked about the fact that maybe the team needs to have just some honest conversation post-game before they move on to this game coming up tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets. So I'd like to imagine what would some of those honest conversations be? Here are the three conversations I would love to hear happened in the Nashville Predators locker room. The first honest conversation would be one between UC Soros and Dante Fabro. I can just imagine dear, soft-spoken, gentle-spirited UC Soros sitting down gently next to Dante Fabro, kind of putting his arm around Fabro and just saying, I really love your effort and I appreciate that, but I got this. The next time there is a breakaway, just I got this. You know, the Nashville Predators have in net a Vesna caliber goaltender. UC Saros has been outstanding for the Predators. He ranks in the top of the league in things like goal saved above average. And while I appreciate Dante Fabro's effort and, you know, even head coach John Hines gave a shout out to him for not giving up on that play defensively. When you have something like a two-on-none and you have UC Saros in net, sometimes you just got to let UC Saros do UC Saros. He might actually need less help. It was just an unfortunate first goal. It was an unfortunate attempt by Dante Fabro. It was right idea, wrong gear, as we sometimes like to say in our house, right idea, wrong gear. That was a little bit of what happened with Dante Fabro. But I think the Predators need to remember, you have UC Saros. 
That's not to say take advantage of him and don't play defense, but if he has a read on something like a two-on-one or a two-on-none, my money's on UC Soros most every time. So that might be a conversation UC Soros wants to have with Dante Fabro. Another hard conversation that maybe needs to happen in this locker room is somebody sitting down with Matt Duchesne. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you probably know that I am a fan of Matt Duchesne. I really like his play for the most part, but even I have to say he has had a couple of really rough games recently. And I wonder if part of that is feeding in to something that maybe a teammate might want to speak to him about. I can see maybe Roman Yossi uh, coming over as, you know, veteran to veteran, sitting down next to Matt Duchesne and saying, hey, Matt, how about don't feel like you need to force plays? That's something that I think we saw last night against Chicago. I think we saw Matt Duchesne trying to force some plays to happen. And that's something I think we can look back and say we've seen against Detroit and some other games before this too. When I'm talking about forcing plays, I'm talking about forcing passes when when there isn't quite a lane there. Um, maybe things like taking a zone entry when, you know what, it's just not right there. Instead of forcing that entry, maybe passing it off. I think we're seeing a little bit too much of forcing passes. Maybe not enough shots on goal for Matt Duchesne there is an honest conversation that I think might need to happen in the locker room. My final conversation that I would love to imagine happens with the Nashville Predators before tomorrow's game against the Jets is somebody like Cole Smith or Yakov Trenin sitting down with some guys and just casually mentioning in a kind way, hey guys, you have got to start winning some board battles. Last night's game, Cole Smith, Yakov Trenin, Colton Sissons, that line. I would even say players like Phil Tomasino and Kiefer Sherwood. Those were the guys who were really battling in the boards and, and were coming away with the puck. There was a lot of time in this game against Chicago where the play was around the perimeter and you would have a Predators player fighting for puck possession and you would have a Blackhawks player coming out with the puck. And it just did not seem like Nashville was as tenacious against the boards as they needed to be. And because so many of those board battles were lost, Nashville really didn't set up extended offensive zone time. That's something that's got to change against the Winnipeg Jets. And that's something that I feel like Yakov Trenin or Cole Smith has done well enough that they could sit down and address it with some of the other players. And again, shout out to Phil Tomasino, all like 130 pounds of him soaking wet, really, I think, was very tenacious against the Blackhawks and pursuing the puck against the boards, but something the whole team is going to need to step up and do moving forward. So those are just some of the hard, honest conversations that Roman Yossi mentioned in passing that I like to imagine are going to take place before the Predators take on the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday. You know, there are probably also some hard conversations that need to be had in amongst the fan base as well. And so let's just go ahead, since we're stepping on toes, let's just step on those toes just very, very gently. First thing I would say to the Nashville Predators fan base is take heart, friends. 
this is a game the Nashville Predators could have lost before the trade deadline. Even when we had this roster that preseason on paper looked like a roster that was a competitive playoff team, these are the games this Nashville Predators team has lost. If you look back, that Predators roster lost to Arizona. They lost to Montreal. They lost, heaven bless us, to St. Louis twice. We watched that Predators team do that. So this could always be worse. It was not a good game to watch as a fan, but hey, it could be worse. It could have been the team that was expected to go deep into the playoffs losing to Chicago. So take some, you know, take some heart from that. Second conversation I would want to have is um, just a saying that we have in our house all of the time. And, and it's just what is true in the world. And it goes like this. Nobody likes growth. And we say that to our kids all the time when they kind of grumble about, you know, doing something that's challenging or difficult or frustrating. Hey, nobody likes growth. Growth is painful. It's uncomfortable. It is not linear. Nobody likes growth. You know, this is a Nashville Predators team that post-trade deadline, they're going to go through a lot of growing pains. And you can call this a reset. You can call this a rebuild. You know, we've watched teams like Chicago, like Montreal, like San Jose, they're all going through growing pains. You know, they're at different stages of growing pains as well. That's what we need to understand is going to happen with the Nashville Predators. Yes, it's exciting that there is still this hope for a playoff run, you know, but honestly, big picture with where this team is at, with the pivot that this team has made at the trade deadline, playoffs are gravy. You know, this is not going to be linear. This is a team that's going to lose more games like this, but the upside is they're going to grow from it. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be uncomfortable for the team and for the fan base for a while. But hang in there, folks, because growth is going to happen. The final thing that I would say is, you know, we talked about the playoffs. A playoff run is really, it's it's a dream. You know, when we were at the trade deadline, this team lost Matias Ekholm, Nino Niederreiter, Tanner Janot, you know, three guys that really were a, a part of the fabric of this team. I know Nino wasn't here long, but really he was a part of what was going to make this team a second round playoff team. That dream is over. But just remember, you know, they say in Ted Lasso, sometimes it's the hope that kills you. We might need to reset expectations. You know, yes, Nashville could still make a playoff run and what a hoot that would be. But, you know, remember, this is a roller coaster that we just got on. So in a lot of ways, we just need to kind of buckle up as a fan base, put your hands in the air, feel the wind in your hair and concentrate on that and not so much like the puke in your throat. We all kind of need to take a collective breath and say, okay, we're going to see some tough growing lessons here, but it's going to be okay long-term. We, we've just got to sort of enjoy the ride. So what are the Predators going to do now? We've talked about it. High noon comes pretty quick here. Tomorrow, high noon, it's the showdown at the OK Corral. If the OK Corral were Bridgestone Arena, and technically the game is not at noon, it's at 1 p.m. Central Time. So all of that is metaphor, and the reality is Bridgestone Arena, 1 p.m. against 
the Winnipeg Jets. We're going to talk through what the Predators need to do to come away with a win in a game that is really worth four points, four points hanging in the balance. Let's dive into that. This game, of course, against the Winnipeg Jets will mark the return of Nino Niederreiter. I know he was just here for a moment. It was like a fleeting dream, but we did get that like bowling dance meme, which is one of the greatest gifts that Nino Niederreiter will give the world. Um, Nino is going to be back here. He was traded to the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, not been an easy go for Nino. The Jets really been struggling um they are what five no two five and three three five and two in their last 10 games nino niederreiter is playing on the top line with mark shifley and kyle connor those three were actually benched during the game tuesday night against carolina rick bonus felt like they were not performing up to par and he ended up benching those guys so it's been a tough go for nino I do want to give credit uh, after that game. Nino Niederreiter was the grown-up who addressed the press about what happened and really was um, very mature about it, took responsibility for it, acknowledged that he didn't feel like that line was executing the way they needed to be, and he understood the decision. Not an easy time for the Jets. Uh, last night when the Predators lost to Chicago, the Jets fell to the Bruins. They lost 3 to nothing. A little bit of a different game. Um, the Jets did go 0 for 5 on the power play. Power play something we're going to talk about in a minute. But they had a couple of shots, hit the post. Uh, it was 2-0. Boston added that third empty net goal towards the end, so it remained close. Jeremy Swayman, also for Boston, just really had a UC Soros-like night in net. He came up with some saves on what looked to be a wide-open net. Um, so the Jets, kind of a frustrating loss for them, but again, a loss against this Boston team. So looking at Winnipeg versus Nashville, Saturday, 1 p.m. Central Time. What are the keys to this game? I think the first thing you have to talk about when you're looking at Nashville and Winnipeg is goaltending. Both of these teams are going to be playing their first game in back-to-backs. So you know that there's going to be conversation about who is going to start in that. I think the marquee matchup we all want to see is Connor Hellebuck and UC Soros. And I predict that is the matchup that we're going to see. I would be very surprised if UC Soros were not in net in a game that is so valuable for the Predators if they hope to stay in this hunt for a wild card spot. So I expect that it will be Hellebuck versus Soros. If not, the matchup would be Riddick versus Lankinen. And friends, if I were betting with FanDuel, I would go with Lankinen every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Not that we don't love David Riddick because he is a delightful, delightful person. But I'm going with Lankinen on that. But I do think you're going to see Soros and Hellebuck. And I think that's what we all want to see. Which of these two goaltenders is going to help their team get this win? Now, Soros or Lankinen, whoever is in net, they're going to have their hands full. The Jets generated 30, 36 shots on goal versus Boston. So whoever's in net, they're really going to have to play well. And the defense is going to need to play well in front of whoever's in net. Again, my money is on UC Soros because just how important this game is. 
The second thing that I think is going to be really important in this game is the power play. Winnipeg Jets rank 19th in the power play. Predators rank 25th in the league in the power play. But that is actually a deceptive stat when it comes to the Nashville Predators. They've actually been very good on the power play since mid-February. One of the top teams in the league in that stretch. Unfortunately, in the last two games, they have gone 0 for 7. So I asked John Hines after the game against Chicago, What's going on with the power play and what adjustments do you need to see from the team to get it back on track against Winnipeg? This is what Coach Hines had to say. I thought tonight in particular, we just, you know, we had certain guys that turned turn the puck over way too much when, you know, and that's something that you can't do when you're in those, again, when you're trying to come on an entry and it closes down, we can't force plays. you got to finish your roots and, and, and play behind it. So I, there, there's certainly some, uh, some decision-making things that that can be better, and you know when the, when the power play is playing really well, like it, it's faster. We're playing a faster game. We know what to do with the puck before we get it. And tonight, it was a little static. We weren't great on our entries. I thought we forced some plays into the middle that got broken up, um, and that's something where you know, like even right off a of faceoff, I think you want to get it. You win possession, run the line, get a shot, break the penalty kill down, and then look for the middle plays where we kind of. Walked to the half wall, half wall forced it to the slot, turnover, and then it's out. So that to me is just some slight things we can fix and talk to the guys about going into Saturday. Definitely a couple adjustments that need to be made on the power play. Look, the power play is really important for the Nashville Predators. We talked about it earlier in the week. They won some of these tight games by a one-goal margin and that goal was a power play goal. So Nashville's going to need to be able to capitalize on the man advantage if they get the opportunity against Winnipeg. The final thing that I think is going to make a difference in this game comes down to kind of that immeasurable mental game. Which team is going to come into this game and be in the better mental place to execute well? You have teams from two very different places going into this game Saturday. You have a Winnipeg Jets team that it was at one point the team that was top in the Central Division. They've gone 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. They're coming off of a loss, but it was a loss to the best team in the league. And, you know, they were fairly competitive in that game. Then you have this Nashville Predators team. This is a team that is in transition. They are still figuring out who they are. This is a team with a lot of young players who are really doing this NHL thing, this NHL schedule, this grueling, demanding schedule for the first time. And they're coming off of a game that they lost to a team that they could have beaten. So I think so much about Saturday's success is going to come down to which team can get their mindset right before puck drop. Is it going to be Winnipeg? Are they going to feel like they can kind of brush off this loss because, hey, we lost to the Boston Bruins. Let's turn the page. Let's gain some momentum from it, even though they've been sort of in this slump. Or can Nashville's recent success, the way they've been able to kind of compile some good wins together recently, help them shake this off, this loss against Chicago? Can these young players, these young hungry players come up with the energy even though they're probably very physically exhausted at this point in the season, can they dig deep enough and bring that youthful energy to sort of give Nashville that push? 
I think so much is going to come down to mental preparation for this game. We're going to have to see who's got it, who gets it. You know, the Nashville Predators, again, first game in a back-to-back. They're going to play Winnipeg on Saturday. They will take on the New York Rangers on Sunday. It's not an irrelevant game because at this point, the Predators are going to need points wherever they can get them. But first off, let's get these four points against the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow, shall we? Saturday's game is going to have a big impact. There's going to be other decisions, though, that are impacted for this team depending on where the Predators are come Monday morning when it when you're talking about kind of a wild card playoff race. Are the Predators going to be out of it? Are they still going to be in the thick of it? And what are these two game outcomes going to mean for the Predators as they make decisions down the stretch? We're going to talk about that some next week. Of course, we are going to have your complete games recapped for you on Monday. So be sure to come back Monday and listen to that. You can find my work in the meanwhile. I cover the Predators at InsideThePreds.com. You can always find me on Twitter at K underscore mama on ice how about take a minute and follow the podcast on twitter too you can find us at lo underscore predators and whether you are listening on your favorite podcasting platform or whether you're checking us out here on youtube be sure to subscribe so that you will be the first to know when we have fresh content coming out for you that's going to do it today for the episode of Locked on Predators. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. We are going to be back on Monday with big news and breaking down those Jets Preds and Rangers Preds games. So we will see you then. Have a great weekend, everyone.